بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد قال الإمام البخاري رحمه الله باب الرفق في المعيشة Imam al-Bukhari in this book Al-Adab al-Mufrad he says chapter having rifq in ma'isha having rifq in one's ma'isha the way that he lives his standard of life the material matters related to his life the standard that he lives as far as those material matters are concerned rifq in that regard rifq as we said yesterday, it means gentleness, it means softness. But in this context, being moderate. Being moderate as far as your standard of living is concerned. Bab al-Rifqi fil Ma'isha. The chapter concerning having a rifq in one's standard of living. Qala an Sa'id ibn An Sa'id ibn Abi Kathir. Rather, An Sa'id ibn Kathir ibn Ubaid. قال حدثني أبي قال دخلت على عائشة أم المؤمنين رضي الله تعالى عنها سعيد بن كثير بن عبيد he said that my father said my father narrated to me his father being كثير بن عبيد كثير بن عبيد he is the freed slave of أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه كثير بن عبيد is a freed slave of Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. As well as, it has been mentioned that he is a radi' of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. That he is a foster brother of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. I.e. that they were both suckled by, or rather they were both breastfed from uh, the same woman. And therefore she was a mahr- uh, he was mahram uh, uh, to her. So he said, I came to Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. I entered upon Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, Ummul Mu'mineen, the mother of the believers. فَقَالَتْ أَمْسِكْ حَتَّ أَخِيطَ نَقْبَتِي When I entered upon her, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha said to me, she said, أَمْسِكْ Hold on, يعني wait. Hold on. So and let me just, up until I sew my Naqabah, my Naqabah, which is a form of sarawil, which is a form of uh, bottoms, form of pants. So she said to him, wait, yani, hold on, wait, up until I finish sewing my my uh, my Naqabah, my pants, my, yani, the uh, pants, the bottoms. فَقُلْتُ يَا أُمَّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ لَوْ خَرَجْتُ فَأَخْبَرْتُهُمْ لَعَدُّوهُ مِنْكِ بُخْلًا He said, O Umm al-Mu'mineen, O Mother of the Believers, if I was to go out and tell them, meaning tell them what you're doing, tell them what you're doing, the fact that you are sewing one of your uh, pants, if I was to go and tell them that you're sewing one of your garments, they're going to think that you're tight. They're going to think that you're tight. Why are you sewing a garment? You can just go buy one. 
Why is it the case that you're sewing it? You can just go buy one. So they'll think that you are being tight-fisted on yourself. قَالَتْ أَبْصِرْ شَأْنَكَ إِنَّهُ لَا جَدِيدَ لِمَنْ لَا يَلْبَسُ الْخَلَقَ Aisha رضي الله تعالى عنها She said أَبْصِرْ شَأْنَكَ يعني Look at your own affair Look at your own affair Look at your own affair Look at your own state Look at your own يعني your own affair Meaning Don't be bothered about what people think don't be don't be one that is mindful as to what people are thinking about me and what people are going to say about me and how people uh, perceive me to be. Look at your own state. Look at your own affair. There is no jadid. There is no, literally nothing new for the one that doesn't wear the khalaq, the one that doesn't wear the old garments, the garments that might have been torn, become shabby. What does this mean? Meaning, there is nothing new for the one that doesn't wear old an old garment because the one that is accustomed to wearing a new garment. And then he wears another new garment. And, the, and then he doesn't allow that garment to become old. He's not going to be able to taste. He's not going to be able to sense. He's not going to be able to perceive the jidda, the newness in that garment that he's wearing. The only one that truly values and perceives, wow, this is a new garment. And he sees the newness in there. And he appreciates it. And he values it is the one that wears the garment, has a certain materialistic item that goes old, he uses it while it's old, and then he gets something new. And then he replaces it with something with something new. So Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, when she says, إِنَّهُ لَا جَدِيدَ لِمَنْ لَا يَلْبَسُ الْخَلَقِ There is no jadid, there is nothing that is new for the one that doesn't wear the old garment, Meaning that person, he's not really going to find that, that uh, 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 value, that value that a person finds when he, fi- when he wears something new. When it's the case that you have an old garment, you've had to stitch it perhaps. Yani the uh, hem linings, as, uh, the thread from the hem linings is coming out. You re-stitch, re-stitch it. And then after that, you go and you purchase a new garment, you'll end up appreciating it. But the one that purchases a new garment, purchases a new, uh, for example, a coat, uh, trousers, or a thobe, and then before it's even, before a speck of dust has even touched it, he goes and he spends his money on another new garment. You find those people, they, and he make, they hoard up garments, shoes, trainers. It's like an addiction for some people. He purchases a pair of trainers, and then a week later, he's pay- purchasing another pair. By, uh, by the end of the year, he's got 52 new trainers. So this is something that this يعني, Imam al-Bukhari, he cites this, this narration under the heading, Bab al-Rifq fil Ma'isha, the chapter of being moderate in one's standard of living. This is something that is madmoom. This is something that is dispraised. 
and a person just buying new things one after the other. Concerning the Sheikh Zaid, he says, دَلَّ هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ عَلَى الْحَثْ عَلَى الْإِقْتِصَادِ فِي الْمَلْبَسِ وَهُوَ نَوْعٌ مِنْ أَنْوَاعِ الْإِقْتِصَادِ فِي الْمَعِيشَةِ He said this hadith, it indicates to us that we should be moderate in our clothing that we wear. And that is a form of being moderate in your standard of living. إِذْ إِنَّ مَنْ لَمْ يَلْبَسَ الْجَدِيدِ حَتَّى لَبِسَ الثَّوْبَ الْخَلِقِ فَهُوَ مُقْتَصِدْ فِي لِبَاسِهِ He says, يعني, in, in, in essence, the same thing that Aisha, anha, she said, that the one that doesn't wear something new up until his garment becomes old, then he is the one that is moderate in his libas. He is moderate in his, in his clothing. بَلْ فِي مَعِيشَتِهِ Rather, he is moderate in his standard of living. بِخِلَافِ مَنْ لَمْ يَلْبَسَ عَلَى سَبِيلِ الدَّوَامِ إِلَّا الْجَدِيدِ in contrast to the person who on a habitual basis, on a constant basis, only wears something that is new, as soon as it becomes slightly old, خلاص, it's cramping my style, I need to get a new garment. This type of person, he, isn't, he doesn't fit that narration of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anhu. This type of person, as soon as it becomes slightly worn, slightly worn, he purchases something new and then the former garment, he throws it away, even though he could have benefited from it. So this type of behavior, it is israf. This type of behavior, it is israf. It is uh, being wasteful, being wasteful. Whether it's, the Sheikh he says, whether it's a man that does that or whether it's a woman that behaves like that. وَإِن كَثُرَ الْمَالِ فِي أَيْدِيهِمْ فَإِنَّهُ يَجِبُ الْإِعْتِدَالِ if it is the case that money and wealth, it becomes plentiful, it becomes abundant in your, in your hands, and you have a lot of wealth, then you should be balanced in that regard. Just because Allah has blessed you with a lot of wealth, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, you have to be mu'tadil, you have to be moderate in your expenditure of that wealth. وَكَثِيرًا مَا يَكُونَ الْإِسْرَافِ سَبَبًا فِي الْإِفْلَاسِ And many a times, being wasteful with your wealth, that many a time, Sheikh Zaid is saying, becomes a cause of becoming bankrupt. Likewise, in the narration, is a proof, an indication of that it, the fact that it's legislated to correct the one that makes a, mis- makes a mistake, says a mistake or does a mistake. لأن ذلك من باب الأمر بالمعروف والنهي عن المنكر because that is from the يعني, avenues of enjoining the good and from forbidding the evil so here we benefit from this narration many a matter among them is the fact that Aisha رضي الله تعالى عنها she said to Kathir ibn Ubaid that don't be bothered about what people think don't be conscious of the fact, what are people going to be thinking? That is a problem of the society that we live in. This Western society that we all live in, that we're born and raised in. It's ingrained within this society. You're always conscious, what are people going to think? Spending one hour in the mirror, men spending one hour in the mirror, trying to fix their hairstyle. Uh, going, spending the whole day, he goes out at 9am, 
uh, and he leaves to the, go to the town center, and he comes home for yani, 6 p.m., spending the whole day in Leeds City Center, or probably Leeds City Center, maybe not Bradford City Center. Leeds City Center, he's spending his whole time there, shopping around. Shop, you see this, when we're doing the Darrow stall, you see some person in the morning, and you see the same person in the afternoon, but now he's got his bags full. Uh-huh. And these people, sometimes you see them all the time. So this, this is something that is madhmum, something that is madhmum, something that is dispraised. Just be, and you're always being conscious, what are people going to think about me? I remember many years ago, maybe 10, 12 years ago, I read in the newspaper that Britain, it's one of the most, what's the word, image-conscious, image-conscious uh, countries in the dunya. Britain is one of the most image-conscious countries in the dunya. So this is the society that we live in, but that is not from our, our deen. Our deen has given us izzah, not being bothered about what people think. There are narrations from the Salaf that they would uh, not comb, not comb except every other day. They won't be standing in the mirror combing every single day. Every other day they would be combing, not every single day, and so on and so forth. So that's one point that the Shaykh, uh, that uh, we can derive from the Hadith. That we shouldn't be people that are extremely image conscious. This, is, this does not mean that you leave your house uh, يعني, uh, looking awful in your appearance. Uh, يعني, soiled clothes, dirt, sm- smelling with a foul smell and so on and so forth, not combing your hair. Uh, يعني, these type of matters, these are from the sunnah. Combing your hair, not every single day, but combing your hair, wearing nice clothes, Imam Ahmad. Even though he was somebody that was not wealthy, even though he was somebody that was, yeah, and he didn't have wealth, he was known to have very white clothes. His clothes were very white, clean. So therefore a person, when he leaves his house, he should, he should look, yeah, and he presentable, clean clothing. If Allah has, yeah, and he been generous to you, and you have an iron, khalas, iron, iron your clothes, make them look presentable, and so on and so forth. But you don't become image conscious as is the culture of the society that we live in. Likewise, from what we benefit from this hadith, is the tawadur of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. The tawadur, the humility and the humbleness of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. That is the actual point of this chapter, being humble and being moderate in what you have. Even if you have a lot of wealth, if Allah has blessed you with a lot of wealth, then you should be moderate in that regard. And rather, if it's the case that Allah has blessed you with a lot of wealth, then you have uh, a potential to be a step ahead of those that don't. And how is that? By using that wealth in, in, in what pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those that are lacking that wealth, they can't do that. You have an abundance of wealth. You, are, you have the potential of being a step ahead of those that don't have that wealth by spending in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I remember in, uh, in Medina, after Asr, after Salat al-Asr, the coach leaves from the campus, from the Islamic University campus, and it goes off to Al-Haram. It goes off to Al-Haram, Al-Masjid al-Nabawi. But then, because it's a coach, it takes a while, obviously. It waits for all the tulab to get onto the coach. So you have to wait for it to become filled, and then it goes. And obviously, because it's a coach, it takes a while. But then at the back of the jamia, at the back of the university, there are, quote-unquote, taxis. Yeah, any people that are 
using their cars uh, and then they take you to the hal- or they take you anywhere you want and you just pay them yani uh, taxis but not official taxis people that have cars and that is probably how they make their income but then so these are people you ha- yeah, straight after asr you'll find if you go to the back gates of the jami'ah you'll find lots of cars you know about 4 5 6 maybe starting off 4 5 6 and then it builds by maghrib just before maghrib you might find you know uh, 8 9 10 cars sometimes there the tullab they jumping in the car rialin everybody's giving 2 riyals to the to the taxi driver that's one group of people but then you'd also find other people there weren't many maybe one or two or three what would they be doing that car that allah has blessed them with they knew that most of the tullab in the jami'a don't have much money living off a stipend 840 riyals a month it used to be So what the cars what these cars would do what these brothers would do they would bring their cars to the back gate of the jami'ah and they'd say al-haram you want to go to the haram talab will jump in but these people the student the students would jump into the car but these taxi drivers wouldn't charge a penny from asr all the way to maghrib all they'd be doing is going from the jami'ah from the university to the haram and then back jami'ah haram back from asr all the way to maghrib using that time of theirs using that car of theirs using that uh, diesel of theirs that uh, p- petrol and fuel of theirs what yani to please their lord subhanahu wa ta'ala because they knew that tullab inshallah ta'ala they're going to go to the haram they're going to sit with the ulama they're going to benefit from the ulama so inshallah ta'ala in that regard they'll also get some of that reward so this is the type of mentality that we should have number one that we're not bothered Uh, extremely bothered and image conscious as to how society thinks of us and likewise that we should be mu'tadil balanced in the way that we that we spend tayyib inshallah ta'ala will suffice with that and then continue tomorrow night with illah ta'ala wallahu ta'ala a'lam wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina muhammad walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin